0: Welcome to Knock'em Dead, a comedy podcast that deals with the one thing we all experience yet never talk about, death. Episode 3, Terminal Lucidity. Terminal Lucidity, the twilight zone of cerebral curveballs, the brain's version of finding your keys in the fridge. Also called the death rally, Terminal Lucidity occurs when a dying person is just about to leave this mortal coil and suddenly their brain decides, hey, why not throw one last kegger? People that have become bedridden and non-communicative suddenly get up and want to talk, eat, and do the Texas two-step. Hey guys, I know I've been almost dead for a while, but grab a volleyball and meet me on the veranda. In the world of neuroscience, terminal lucidity is an elusive unicorn that scientists are still trying to catch because it defies explanation, like spandex in size 5X. Terminal lucidity poses profound questions for science, Is this fleeting moment of clarity a final spiritual gift, allowing loved ones to connect one last time? Or is it a quirk of biology, a final surge of energy and chemicals before the final curtain falls? Terminal lucidity is our reminder that the human brain, that three-pound mass of neurons, synapses, and dead cells killed by Cabernet, is still unexplained. The death rally lets us arrogant and moronic humans know that the brain and our souls still hold secrets we've yet to uncover. It's a reminder that there's still a touch of magic and wonder that science cannot grasp. I'm Rachel Bradley with my co host, Christopher Titus. Welcome to Knock 'em Dead. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is episode three of Knock 'em Dead. I am Rachel Bradley with my co-host
1: Christopher Titus. Hi, welcome to Knock 'em Dead, this podcast that lets you know that it's okay to die. I mean, don't you know? No, rush it? No, don't, no, don't rush right. it. Don't be afraid yeah. of it. That's what I was saying. Don't when be it happens, on when its it, own. it happens on its own. Yeah, don't, don't. rush it. Okay, yeah, don't speed it up. I'm not the process.
0: sure you would make the best suicide hotline <laughs> guy or motivational speaker. Like, uh, hello. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no. no, it's okay.
1: No, we, we did a podcast. We know it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's what we tried to do with this guy. Rachel had this amazing idea to do this podcast uh, about uh, about death and helping people through. Uh, end of life, and uh, and the fa- and not only that, but to lose when you lose somebody too. I think that's what we learned the most out of it.
0: Uh, this episode is about terminal lucidity. Uh, it's something that we will check with our guest. I thought was different than the death rally, but uh, as I researched, apparently it's the same thing. That means I need a different episode idea for the next one. <laughs> <time. laughs> I thought they were different. I <laughs> thought the rally was when which I've seen where people come alive and they're energetic and they seem healthy and well, I thought terminal lucidity specifically referred to um, when people see heaven or a bright light or people that have passed on before people have seen pets, which I love because that means mm-hmm. dogs yeah. go to heaven. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to ask her, but it would explain why I asked her if she wanted to talk about terminal lucidity or the death rally. And she just went, she got uh, confused confused. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
0: I guess she's uh, like, listen, you're not a
1: death expert moron. Let me help you. <laughs> uh, I have to say I was reading, so I read three or four clinical studies about it last night and mm-hmm. these which people always say, well, maybe that's not going to be for me. You know, maybe I'm not going to go into the light. The weird thing is they've had these experiences all 200 years ago. Now, which made me laugh. What do I you kept, mean?
0: That it's documented. It's
1: documented where people would see loved ones and, or, and you know, they have rallies where they came out of it and stuff mm-hmm. and wanted to eat again. But I, I keep thinking that the technology back there, no one knew what this was. They're like, hey, he's better. Cut it, chop another hole in his head. No. no. get some more leeches. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> the, the leeches are working. <laughs> he's gonna draw another pint of blood. He's awesome. Any kind
0: of blood. It <laughs> doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> because that they would do bleedings and I just got like someone gets wake. Uh, oh, and he died. Well, did we kill him or was it supposed to be like that? So there's probably a lot of confusion 200 years ago. But it happened. It happened. There
0: was there was not probably. There was. I I know something's wrong with me because I am fascinated by death. Like not in a way like, ooh, I wanna do that. Yeah, not a goth <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I loved that show, The Nick. Do you remember that? I,
1: remember, I loved it, we Clive watched it all Owen. the time.
0: It was so good. And it was set in this um, Knickerbocker Knickerbocker hospital. hospital, And every episode, they would deal with- Some medical horror. (laughs) In in the operating theater. Remember? Because people used to sit in tiered seating to watch- The
1: operating theater with no
0: glass. It wasn't sealed. Yeah, that.
1: And guys like, "Ah, sorry, doc. Sorry, just wipe it off.
0: And it was dark and gritty and awesome. And it got canceled. And I was like, wait, this was do two Did it do- uh, I think it did two seasons.
1: Two seasons. Yeah. Because I remember you were really bummed out after oh, the second season.
0: Oh, it was so sad because it was like one episode the lady lost her nose to syphilis and they put the fake nose on. Oh. And um, another episode they were just putting blood in. Just get a bunch of blood from all those different people. I'm going <laughs> to put it in. Yeah. Let's mix it and see what happens. And it killed
1: everybody. Oh, uh, they
0: were giving people um was it bear that was originally Heroine, heroin yeah. for the hero in you
1: yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> suddenly
0: people <laughs> felt so much better yeah, yeah.
1: hey it's getting better <laughs> uh, uh, i
0: think i can fly <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for, uh, so, what they were talking about too. So, these these studies were saying that there's four different levels of, of terminal lucidity. People either go, they go to like a transcendental state where they get life lessons, uh, like when I would hit the dentist incident. Where they're
0: seeing something. They're seeing else and something else. Something.
1: like like when I saw, like when I on the dentist table when I saw the universe and realized how small we really are and how nothing was that important. It was like a transcendental thing. Yeah. And then there's people that see loved ones, and there's people that like you know they 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 go into a, a warm lights. So One uh, some people. People go to a place that's really warm and cozy as they're going out and uh, uh, I think that the oh and they said animals they said they they've actually for animals as they were dying they've actually put electrodes on them and it so it's the back of the lower brain the lower brain gets really activated because you're not eating anymore so your brain shrinks doesn't swell and they're thinking that there's something in the lower brain stem that all these chemicals kick on but
0: this, you know, this what? is what I'm. This is um, people trying to explain the inexplicable, Exactly. Because right? like sometimes yes. we have to just let the unknown be the unknown because it's awesome and beautiful, and there really is no technical explanation, right? For and it, say right? what
1: you will, human beings have magic.
0: Yeah. Say what yeah. you will,
1: you know, there's no uh, animals
0: too have magic.
1: Exactly. Well, they say dogs. They say dogs. The same thing happens with dogs. They've tested that. That there. That this part of the brain just reacts i think uh it's something else i mean there's too much there's too many unexplained things to and if they've been studying it for 200 years and they can't figure it out huh really of course we still haven't figured out eggs i always say that <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they they bad, I, I don't, don't know, know.
0: So um, I met a guy in Missoula when I first started talking about cancer on stage, remember? And you said, just go say what you want to say. And I was like, people aren't going to get it if I talk about cancer. And you were like, it's universal, not just cancer, but suffering and caring for someone and whatever. Tell your
1: story and people won't have your story. It's
0: been really amazing. But this guy that worked at the theater came up to me after, and he said that his mom died of colon cancer and that and that's one thing about doing the show. I hear a lot of stories after the show. And he said that his mom, it typically happens when people have been unresponsive and nonverbal for yep. a period of time. That's yeah. what I saw with my mom. Yeah,
1: you think they're done. You think they're done. They're faded. They're,
0: they're, yeah. Yeah. So it's even more of a surprise. Right. And um, even happens with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. But he said that his mom was, it was bad and had not spoken for some time. And she got up that evening got out of bed had wow. been bedridden wow. and said get hey guys get me a burger from whatever the place up the street was that was her favorite place hadn't eaten for weeks and sat in the living room and ate and talked to the family and died that night i mean it's
1: i hope i go out like that. one last show Oh to God. You what would happened? Too. Titus drove to the improv. <laughs> he was in the bed. He drove to the improv. He did five minutes. Very good set, by the way. Talked to. The, it was a big bit about Jesus. Weirdly enough, and then uh, and then he he got off stage. Uh, he signed some autographs. Sold two t-shirts. I was gonna say he sold some merch. <laughs> and then he went home and died. <laughs> do that. you guys
0: have a square meter? Because I, I forgot mine. I've been on, in bed I, for I mean, a few I, weeks. It's not in
1: my gown. I didn't put it in my gown.
0: <laughs> you would. You. Would you'd take selfies and sell some merch yes you'd want to hear what people thought about your set yes Uh, I think I would probably just want to be with family at home but that's probably no you're not you are so not you say all the time that you want to go out like was it Dick Sean Dick
1: Sean I will say this Oh, I love doing what I love that is my family Oh, you gotta remember with my family you know about my family the audience has been my family for so That's long. That's very true. So yeah. long. And not all of them I like. Not all of them. They're all. There's a lot of weird uncles and some aunts that could, I could do without. Don't come to the show.
0: There are a couple of those that are kind of scary. I will say <laughs> I have been, um, yes, yeah. yes. We get
1: emails from, from, from uh, people sometimes. That are you
0: know. in the mental hospital. As, oh, is that, that where that one came from? Yes, we, we had emailing. One could you guys stop? If you work in the hospital or on the psych ward, don't give them Wi Fi. Take them away let the go wifi to my password. contact page. Don't <laughs>
1: let them go to my contact page. Ken's got to read these too. We get the Highland to go and, hey, I got a weird email.
0: <laughs> so when I was reading about it, they said that terminal lucidity also called the rally. No wonder. Our guest today was confused uh, with me. Yeah. Um, How much
1: research did she do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I think this is going to be a problem with this podcast because we're talking to really brilliant people.
1: And we're learning it, yeah. And, and I'm a moron. Not. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: we're like, we wrote fart jokes last week <laughs> that made us laugh. <laughs> Uh, they have evidence found in medical papers as far back as the 1700s. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, but we still don't know much about it. That's what this uh, scientific well, website was, says. So they've been studying it. But that's for what I was reading. Years.
1: But that leans towards what you said. There's something extra that we don't know and may. Never know because if they've been studying it since 1700 with all the technology we have, if you still if we still can't figure out why, because I was reading about Alzheimer's and and I and they were saying that and I thought, wow, if, if people with Alzheimer's can come out of it, what if they could fi- if they could figure out what it was, maybe we could help Alzheimer's patients. Right. But if they can't figure out what it is, maybe there's a magic we don't know.
0: Well, so the you so part of the problem though, I think, is maybe. You know, using people in the end of life to study. <laughs> you know, it's like it might yeah. be an ethical issue. Would yeah. um,
1: like to take some samples? I'm dying over
2: here.
0: You would yeah. have to volunteer in advance. Yeah. And would you volunteer? I would 100. You're dying. You're in the end of life, and they get to study you like a guinea pig.
1: I'd be fine. I'd be cry. Yeah, I, mean, I would be. I don't. I'm pro- at that point. From what I've seen with the people that in our life that have gone. That you are, you don't have, you're not aware of a whole lot, and I, I and I think I think if your family, I if your family be a little weird, your family would be like, oh why, is, why are you guys putting tubes in them?
0: So don't listen to what he just said, guys, <laughs> because and you need to know this: if you do become a caregiver or you do get a chance to be with someone you love that is in their end of life stages, they are hyper aware, but. You know, some senses are failing Well, I what I have experienced and I've been told by several hospice nurses that is heightened is their hearing.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, the phone call with Uncle Philip and Grandma.
0: So be very careful mm-hmm. um, about how you speak in a room about them. Even if you are on the other side of the room and you think they can't hear you, they can hear you and you can talk to them and they are receiving it. I've seen it. You saw it with With grandma. With grandma
1: and uh, Philip, Yep. That was, that was, that was, man, that was a chest pounder. That was crazy.
0: I saw it with my mom. Yep. I mean, it's so, so do know that they can hear you even through all of the other stuff that's going on.
1: Yeah. So don't be talking smack.
0: (laughs) Or if they were (laughs) assholes, talk smack. Oh yeah.
1: Hey, I know you can hear me. No. Remember when I was nine?
0: (laughs) So, because it is so inexplicable, the U.S. National Institute on Aging, NIA, has started workshopping to try to study this, to get people to volunteer. They call it paradoxical lucidity. You'll see it called that because sometimes it's seen in Alzheimer's or dementia patients not right before they die, but it's they have this really paradoxical moment of lucid yeah (laughs)
1: you okay (laughs) um i i I was reading about that too and that that was the one that blew me away because some of the some of it doesn't happen like right at the end like grandma's happened a couple days before
0: more a couple weeks
1: oh that was a couple weeks because i left again you're right
0: And then you came back. She said to me when she got the diagnosis that the cancer was back, she called me. And (laughs) she didn't call anyone else or call me for me. She called me to say, can you ask Christopher to please come? And then she started crying and she said, because I can't bear the thought that I'll never see him again. And she cried while she said that. And I said, grandma, of course. I'll tell him, right? You were in the shower <laughs> right there. And I said, he can hear you right now. He's in the shower. I don't want to talk to him in the shower. <laughs> she good. was so weird about that. I don't want to see him again like that. Yeah. So you went, I went first. Yeah. Spent.
1: I think I had to work, right?
0: Yeah. You you went on the road and then you came straight from a gig. So it, you came like a week after I got there. Yes. The first time. And she... Uh, maybe I was two weeks in with her and she, she was not able to read books anymore. And she commented on that. By the end of those two weeks, I can't focus anymore. She didn't watch TV. She was starting to transition, not talking a lot. I was kind of going crazy. Remember, I did so many puzzles, thousand piece puzzles, just getting them shipped by Amazon. And you came, it was Valentine's Day. Right. And I went and picked up a big steamer pot and she hadn't been eating a lot. And we sat around the table and she just lit up. She saw you and she was happy and she was talkative and we played cards. I couldn't believe I was thinking, she's not going to be able to play cards. You kept saying, grandma, we're going to, I'm going to kick your butt in cards. And she sat up for a couple hours, played cards, won, won. Hands yeah, one, yes. was beating was us. Kicked,
1: well, she always kicked our
0: ass. Was talking smack the whole talking time. Talking smack, telling stories from her childhood. Remember that yes. memories and things like that. Well,
1: that was that was why. So so people, the, the terminal lucidity city thing. It it's weird. You're gonna you're gonna feel like it's a trick. It's not. Yes. You're gonna you're you're gonna feel like they're getting better. And and I, I it's man, that's why it's the rally because they're like okay, I got. I don't know. I want to. Maybe they're just facing and like I want to do this one last thing. I want to. I want. I. You know. We had a guy. Uh, um. Someone was, didn't someone was telling us his buddy. Uh, 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 the, uh, the oh. Um. The dead Matt. Matt, yeah. Matt was saying his buddy wanted to go out and have more party time like two weeks yeah. before he died, mm-hmm. and they went out. Mm-hmm. He got up and went out.
0: Well, you it was funny because you said to me after that night, you were like, she doesn't seem that bad. And yeah. I was like, no, she hasn't you been have... anything like this. <laughs> this isn't who I've been with for two weeks. Then the oh. next night she played cards again. And it was weird because after that night. We knew we didn't say it, but we knew, and the next night we didn't even ask her, it yeah. was over. That it, it was weird how we just felt that time had passed, it, yeah. it was no longer something she'd be able to do, and that was it. And there so, I a, would say it lasted a day and a half. It was or two a days. fading
1: presence on the second that we played cards that you, that you really felt, yeah, that you really felt. It was, yeah,
0: and by the end of that night of playing we knew we just knew you didn't even try i
1: will i will say this i'm glad we enjoyed it
0: what a gift man we took pictures i recorded her talking like we it was fun and such a sweet memory for us we just went to santa barbara for our honeymoon no what's it called not anniversary that anniversary and um we played cards for the first time since we lost grandma and it was very sweet because she had a lot of sayings.
1: Oh man, of so, all the stuff she would do, and so we brought all those up. We were we were on the balcony, laughing our butts off, drinking and talking about grandma. Was, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you would annoy her, and one night she turned to you and said, "No stuff, Dick Tracy." Yeah. <laughs>
1: and
0: I was like, "Well, that grandma just cursed, sort of." <laughs> no
1: stuff. In a stuff. very
0: old-fashioned way. She didn't
1: say no shit, Dick Tracy. She said no stuff, Dick Tracy. I remember. I oh, God, she made me laugh. Yeah. So I, that we got that last that last kind of pure grandma moment with her, you know, it's interesting. The, the, yeah. the rally. Yeah. So don't we have someone coming on that's pretty good at this? We do. Yeah. Can't wait.
0: You guys, I'm so excited about this next guest. I know I say that, but I actually really am. We got to meet her with, uh, Tony Horton, mm-hmm. our workout buddy. And she is an absolutely amazing, fascinating human being. Um, had a very difficult childhood. So I thought you guys can maybe do some therapy together <laughs> mm. during this. Oh yeah. But is oh, now I'm on.
1: I'm my mom shot a guy yours. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no, it was, it was a little bit worse than that actually. Oh,
0: we're going to get to, Oh that
1: my thing. God. Oh, you okay. win Cause so, I, I made a career out of talking I about mean, my horrible childhood. I
0: mean, it's, a little more disgusting let's just put it that way oh. and now we have to <laughs> know so this amazing human being at age 60 is not only a hospice nurse practitioner uh,
1: i'm sorry 60
0: i know everybody right now is going i'm to sorry what, what? Uh-huh. yeah 60. Um, she Holy. is also a doctor of nursing so she got her terminal degree in nursing she got that it's the highest academic degree you can receive in nursing
1: do you like to be called dr nurse uh dr nurse can i talk <laughs> to you for a second
0: let me get to her name. Um, also, Fitness Madwoman. That's how yep. we met Dr. Terry. Um, she's about to do a bodybuilding competition in Virginia. So we have a lot wow. to talk about. This is Dr. <laughs> Terry Selstrom. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for being yeah, on the podcast, Kate. Uh, I feel like that was the most multi layered intro we've ever had. That was the best intro, yeah. For someone, because intro. this is someone who obviously is up to a lot of big things yeah. um, and
1: wants everybody to know.
0: So, we were going to make sure everybody
1: knows. <laughs> why not? If, yeah, why it not? Did you say that, kind of that
3: kind of stuff? You earned it. You
1: earned it, for God's sake. I earned
3: it. That's right. I did.
0: My sister got her doctorate a few years ago and started demanding that her nieces and nephew call her Dr. Shay now. Oh,
3: is that right? Oh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, nah, you don't. That okay. doesn't matter. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you do specifically yeah, yeah. in your career? Oh.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I work uh, hospice. I've been there. I think I've worked hospice for a total of like 12 years. Wow. Recently, uh, as my role now as a nurse practitioner, it's been six years. And I do recertification visits for, for hospice patients. So when a patient is on hospice for six months, I go in and do a recertification visit it has to be done by a practitioner doctor nurse practitioner PA and I go in and make sure that they're still meeting Medicare guidelines because of course you know we have to have we have to meet Medicare guidelines to keep them on hospice but like say they're on for cancer and we want to know if the cancer's gotten worse and how we determine that is have, have they lost weight have they um are they eating less are they sleeping more how how much more pain are they having how how much has their pain medication went up dosages and frequency and stuff like that. So that's basic in my role. I also, you know, sign orders and uh, I'm kind of over two offices. So it's Thurston and Lewis counties where I'm at. And so I'm kind of overseeing a lot of different nurses, a lot of different personalities. too. That's always fun.
1: I also bet you've (laughs) seen a lot of stuff when you go, some people are like over. Uh, when Ray was helping her mom, they were, they were worried they were going to owe dear. Like, and, and Ray's like, "What are you talking about?" And then there's other people that like are probably not caring for the piece. I mean, you've probably seen across the spectrum of how people are taken care of at the end of life.
3: Absolutely.
0: Well, yeah. it's I interesting mean, it's, by location, right? That that makes a difference. I don't know how it is where you are, but I know in California they were not as friendly and very worried I was going to OD her. But in North Carolina, I would call them and say, she's in pain and they would say, go pick up five bottles of morphine. Good luck. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, but- I think it's, I don't think it's area so much as it is um, patient. Like let's say they're in a facility. Some of the facilities have a problem with administering morphine or to keep a patient comfortable. They feel like they're going to be the ones to kill them. So it's a lot of teaching and letting them know, no, this is, this is what they need right now. You're not going to kill them. Yeah. Their disease is killing them. So um, in, in those kind of situations, yes, the caregivers are worried. As far as home, we get that a little bit, but it's so exhausting for caregivers when they're with the patient 24-7 um, and they see the patient suffering. I mean, you you have experience with that, right? Yes. Yes. They see the patient suffering and they know that, you know, in order to get this patient comfortable, they're going to listen to what we have to tell them. And because we have the experience, okay, you need to give this, you need to give this much, you need to give this often, those kind of things. So um, you see that a lot with, uh, with caregivers.
0: I had uh, both my mom and my grandmother at home. Because that's what they both Mm. ask for, Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. I—it's interesting too because you have family dynamics, and so I had family members who were like, "No, we can't give her all that morphine. We want her to be awake and talk to us. And what if she has something to say, or you know?" And you have to really force that issue because what's most important at the end of life is their comfort, and without that especially my you know, my mom had pancreatic cancer, they're suffering as their organs shut mm. down, right? Very painful, very painful disease.
1: It's also yeah. a good point to make to everybody watching or listening right now that uh, maybe you should talk to them before they get sick. Yeah. Why don't you spend some time with your people <laughs> and really get to know them so then you can <laughs> just hold their hand and smile because you know them so well. My dad very, and I were so yeah. tight at the end when he went. The only people that had regret and weirdness were the people that didn't spend the time to get to know him and really become his friend. And, and it was in, so people, there's a little update. Don't wait till the end. Wait, let her finish talking. <laughs> She's in yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of pain. <laughs> Don't do That's a good
0: point. <laughs> I didn't good think about any. that. Also yeah. for anyone listening, I'm putting this out there, please give me as much morphine as allowed, please. And the Razabam. <laughs> Noted. Rachel, all. I'll come and take care of you. Thank <laughs> you. You heard it here, Dr. Terry. <laughs> Um, so this episode, we you and I spoke a little bit. We are talking about terminal lucidity. And I have always, you can help me out with this. I have always mm-hmm. heard about the death rally and thinking that that was the thing that I've seen where they come alive and they chat and they get hungry and people think they're getting better versus terminal lucidity, which is where I thought I've also seen where they see dead loved ones waiting for them dead pets things like that but when i looked online it seemed like they were the same thing yes okay they are they are basically the same thing you're right okay
1: yeah i read a thing to last night uh uh, i couldn't sleep because i was thinking about this there's four different levels like some people go to like they get insight into life some people go see dead relatives some people go into a light they have a feeling of peace there's like four different things but it's all the same it's all the same thing right It is. Yeah. And some people come way out. Some people come way out and some people come a little bit out. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: It's visions. I mean, visions are different for everybody before, you know, they pass. And sometimes they'll have, you'll see like terminal lucidity. They, they wake up. Right. And they, they're hungry. They want to talk to somebody that they haven't talked to in a while. And basically what they're trying to do is finish, unfinished business. And sometimes I've heard stories where uh, they ask to see somebody so the the person that they're talking to goes, like they're a family member, like say it's his daughter, she goes and gets the person and then he died. And a lot of that is because they want to die alone. They don't want somebody hanging around. So
0: I see that a lot. Really? Can yeah. I, that's... So, but
1: the last practical joke, basically, before you die is <laughs> like, go get yeah. Bob. It's oh, going to be God. really
0: touching. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's interesting that you say this yeah. because I, I don't think I've ever shared this on our other podcast or this one. But something that I have been really left with after my mom, and it upsets me even now, is that I laid on. I, we knew she was going. You know, there are certain things that start happening and you know that that the person is passing away. I laid on her stomach all day next to her bed and I had my head on her stomach all day at 1230 in the morning. Finally, I decided to go to bed right next to her. And within the next 12 minutes, she passed away. And that oh has killed me forever mm. that, oh, I wasn't there for her. I left her oh alone to die alone. You, release,
3: you can release that, Rachel. Amen. Release that because she wanted it
2: that way.
1: We talked about this too. I said, she probably didn't want to die with you laying. Are you, mama, no, my mom not. would have been like, no, you need to go yeah. to sleep, baby. Go to sleep and we'll, I'll mm-hmm. deal with this.
0: I didn't know this was going to be therapy for me. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you guys. Thank, thank,
1: thank God, Terry. I'm thank you. i
0: I can be your therapist. Too, yeah. That's great. She's going to be everything for me. So tell me a little bit, because you said that um, you could define it better for us and maybe what you think causes terminal lucidity or what's behind that.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: well, a lot of it is people with neurological illnesses, like, say, dementia. Yeah. I don't know what your mom died from. Was it cancer? Pancreatic, yeah. Okay, pancreatic cancer. Um, did it spread to her brain at all because it happened with brain cancer?
0: Um, they She was so far advanced that um, they did not test that. But sh- I would say yes, because she i yes i would think so it had spread everywhere
1: and the liver function was so bad it probably she was really kind of out of it
0: very
3: jaundiced um
0: right right so the body
3: was shutting down yeah um i think it's just also they're not on chemo anymore they're not on all the other stuff that's toxic to your body right yeah. You, you decide that's too much. Some people say it's too much. I'm not putting that stuff in my body anymore. I just want to die. I want to have quality
2: of life.
0: Yeah.
3: In the end. So um with that being out of their body, they it's like they become free. You know, their mind is free. Yeah. And it's it's a spirit it's actually spiritual in a sense. Yeah. That it's 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 that type of feeling for them. How? Like when they see dead relatives.
0: Have you seen that a lot with your patients where? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is being there as a hospice nurse with the family, because I always, because people, everything comes up at the end. Any regrets you have, like these Mm -hmm. family members regrets, Mm -hmm. how, how, how um, intense is it at times like when someone's having those moments, and and, and right. Wait, let me talk to her. Like like is that is yeah. it Do you have to? Yeah. It, it, it's weird. She has to be a cop sometimes too, kinda, right?
3: Yeah. No, it's
1: true.
0: That's a why she's bodybuilding.
1: Terry, death <laughs> cop. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I don't worry,
0: grandma's gonna be. That's why she does well, um, workouts. <laughs> let me tell you about
3: what happened. I can compare. I can share a story. I had a guy that was um, really fighting, dying. And I kind of I'm kind of in tune with people I can with my patients. I just feel in tune with them. I can kind of read them. Yeah. I, I have a feeling I'm not going to. Well, I am going to speculate. I think he something traumatic happened. Either he did something to somebody or I was thinking he was some kind of an abuser. Yeah. Right. Because he was fighting death. He couldn't let go. And I'm like, this guy really needs to talk to somebody about letting go and what's bugging him because there was definitely something bugging him and he didn't wouldn't want to let go and then I have patients where mo- most of my stories are very spiritual um you just you know that they're at peace
2: yeah. and
3: they just they just die you know they're they're uh, they they I wouldn't say they give up they just kind of transition into another life you know
2: yeah.
1: It's it's it, uh, it's, it's
3: hard to explain spiritual stuff. It's yeah. just a feeling. Yeah. It is it's so deep inside me that I cry. I'm like and it's good. It's like a good like I'm getting teary now cuz I'm thinking about these patients that I've seen die and yeah. it's like such a such a good. It's so good, you guys. It's just amazing.
1: Do you know what's interesting? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people um like the couple of the hospital church we had had a, had, a, had a bit of a, a um, they were sweet but they had a shell on them that you're that you've mm-hmm. that you're like uh take it on like that is awesome because i think yeah. we were you know cuz the family's coming apart we were coming apart during mom and we were you know grandma too and and when someone comes in and they're a little too clinical it's not a good thing no. and that you come in like mm-hmm. that is awesome that's that's great mm-hmm. and when you say spiritual do you mean you feel the presence of an other do you feel the presence of a freedom what like? What do you mean when it, like? Because everybody, we're look, we're all. Th- this podcast was designed. We're all afraid of it, and we right. wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. with with Grandma, I said this before. I I lost all my fear watching her surrounded by loved ones, and I we sat there. I played guitar while she died. Every the whole family was there, and I remember having like what you said. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. This is just this.
2: Yeah,
1: you know. Yeah. yeah. So so it, what, it's
3: whatever you however you want to define it. For me, it's more of a it's like in it's right here it's in my chest and my stomach i'm like it's just and my i get like teary it's and i know it's a good thing yes it's more of a okay i believe in god you know i i know that god or jesus is there at that time taking that person away that's or a loved one like you just can tell there's a presence there
2: yeah
1: well, I was reading – this has been going on for a long time and people had – the people that come – people that – because terminal lucidity sometimes happen with young people and they come, they come back. They're not dying. They're just uh, – there was a story about I was reading last night. A guy was on a two-story ladder and it was falling and he said time basically stopped. And every inch of his thing was another thing. And he flashed by his whole life and then time slowed down further. And he realized if he aimed for the bush, he'd live. And he said it it felt like a half an hour and it was literally that fast. And he came. Mm. And and so, Mm. but people see when they do crossover, this is what, this is why I'm saying that I, I know it's good too, because people that come back and they, they started, they, they went and then got brought back They're at peace and there's, there's bright lights and they felt warmth and their, their loved ones were there. And it's. It's impossible for me. It's for me, it makes me feel better because it's impossible to think that everybody had a meeting and got together. We're all going to tell the same story. (laughs) That didn't happen. Everybody has experienced the same story, which is, uh, uh, like you said, spiritual. And again, near
3: death experiences. Yes. Same thing. It's 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 the same uh, thing. Yeah. They come back and they let go of the crap. Like what bothered them before is gone. Like they're they're living their best life after that happens, especially if they've had traumatic lives
1: you know yeah what's the stunning yeah. part of watching someone kind of non-responsive and then the, the rally hits and all of a sudden they're sitting That's up surreal yeah. they're reading a book they're going can i get a hamburger and you're like what is going on right now <laughs> that you're probably fine with it now but what do the people do like what are the what are what are, what's most people the do that? family
3: members you mean yeah oh they think they're gonna be lasting forever they're yeah. they're they're they're, they're, a wh- they're fine. They're, they're not going to die. That's yeah. what they think. Yeah.
0: I have
2: Yikes That's, a, that's a, get a bad a lot of
3: calls We get a lot of calls About that actually They're fine She's back <laughs> They're fine They're not dying Take them off hospice
2: The,
1: the crystals
0: worked <laughs> okay.
1: I knew it I knew if we just Got her off team And put the crystals Next to her No And you, you have to Break some bad news I was gonna
0: say Part of your job Is also A hope crusher It's like Okay no That means Grandma's about to Kick it Right now Everyone's gather around and sing a song
1: because it's about to get weird.
0: It's different, right? For everyone. I mean, some people don't have it, the terminal lucidity or the rally. Some people have it closer to the death. Some people have it a little farther away from the death.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: Totally. It happens. It just depends on the person.
0: not set in stone, however that happens. It seems like nothing with this is set in stone. It's set in stone. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing with life in general. I... I think probably the first time I ever heard about what I I I, would this be considered terminal lucidity was about Sam Kenison. Carl Lebov was Sam Kenison's best friend and they started comedy together and they did tent revivals to raise money to go to L.A. And anyway, a lot of people know that Sam Kenison died on a back road in Texas driving to a gig. Carl was driving behind him. Was it California? Yeah,
1: he was going. I think he was going to Vegas. He's he's that weird back road to Palmdale. Oh, because
0: he he had shows in Vegas. He had shows in Vegas, Sorry, California. And Carl was behind him, and a young kid driving a pickup truck was drunk, swerved over the line, hit Sam head on. And Carl... One night was having a really bad. We used to do midnight shows on Saturday, which makes total sense uh, for comedy. And not
1: terminal City They are not fun and not warm. No twelve. <laughs> there's no
0: spirituality. <laughs> there's no
1: spirituality at all. Oh
0: my god! Everyone's tired, mom, drunk, mom to alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Carl was trying to do his show, the midnight show, and the, the twelve very drunk people were throwing things and yelling out, and he got mad. And I watched the most amazing set I've ever seen. He starts to tell this story, but he doesn't say it's Sam Kennison. And he says that he gets out of the car and he gets and scoops Sam up and he's holding him and he said, Sam is thrashing and crying and screaming. No, no, you have to stop it. Please help me. Somebody help me. And he said, all of a sudden, he looked up and went completely still and calm and said, oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah. And he passed mm-hmm. away like that. And then Carl said there, you, to the audience, you fucked me. Now I fucked you and dropped the mic and walked <laughs> off stage. He ended on that. He ended on a
1: bunch of drunk people going, what just happened? Uh, <laughs> oh, they
0: got up yeah, and left right? quietly. But
3: we no, talk- that happens. They see, uh, you know, that type of thing. It's the visions before you die. They, they either see Jesus or they're, cause they, there's a guy that was not religious at all. And he, his wife was sitting by him he's looking up and he's wow. going he's talking to jesus and she goes well who are you talking to i'm talking to jesus wow and he goes well, what's jesus saying well he's he's just guiding me through this process and i said uh, and i'm like oh my gosh you it's it's either jesus they're reaching also you'll see people reaching and wow. they're like it's like a like a loved one there was a person that um you know, was talking about a loved one and his dog that had died. Both the, the wife and the, and the dog came to get them. They came to get the patient, the hospital patient and going to, I'm taking you to heaven now or whatever they would say. I'm taking you now. It's time to it's time to leave time to go home.
1: Wow.
0: That's what happened with my grandma. Grandma.
1: This is, I was on the phone. She told me this story. Go ahead
2: tell the story.
0: It was, um, March in North Carolina. It was very cold And rainy and grandma was had mostly been quiet. You know, she was nearing the end, not speaking a lot, but she wanted to sit on the swing on the back porch. That was her favorite place Mm -hmm. where we'd have our coffee. Mm -hmm. And so we, my sister and I bundled her up. I have pictures of it. I mean, she's bundled in blankets and I'm in a blanket and a hat and Uggs and I, we she wanted to sit out there. And so I lit candles out there because it was dark and I started playing uh, Keith Whitley, which was her and my grandfather's album. They used to listen to it oh, driving wow. around town on Fridays. And yeah. um, all of a sudden, she, her head's back and she sits up so surprised and so happy at the back screen door and goes hey like just lit up he passed 12 years before and and i said grandma who is it who is it and she turned to look at me and she said it's your papa it's bobby he's come to take me home was what she said he's come to take me home and then she looked at me a long time and i think the two she realized the two worlds didn't match up and And you
1: and you had this look on your face (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: and and then also why isn't mom there um can't you guys get along even now um and then she goes oh wait okay maybe am i confused and then she laid her head back down and she passed away within 48 hours of that but i always thought it was interesting that he was coming to take her home not coming to get me but home take her home yes
3: yes Is, it, when you when she how did you take that experience what was your how were you processing that
0: um i think comforted
2: yeah
0: um heartbroken cool. yeah. but mm-hmm. comforted that i you know i believe in an afterlife i believe in god as well and i i i sometimes in this world think it's nice to get some tangible evidence of it from time to time so i just felt comforted like he is there she is it's not just a thing we say she did see him and she's gonna go be with him now you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but
1: again we're back to this happens over and over like these are these stories like people have these stories it's uh the the They're doing studies on it um, and they they were doing studies on Alzheimer's too, saying that Alzheimer's patients will be totally out, hit hit, hit the turn of the city and sit up and start talking, remember everything, talk to everybody, you know, and then go out again. And that's, that's interesting because I think if they could figure it out, this has been going on for 200, they have reports back 200 years. What I think is. it would be amazing if they get, they still don't know what it really is though. Right.
2: Right. They still don't know what your brain
1: is doing to open that, open those pathways, those neural pathways to, and imagine if we could figure that out, what we could do for Alzheimer's patients.
3: Well, that's the most impactful too, with Alzheimer's patients. Yes. They're definitely not with it at all before they, you know, when they're on earth, and, you know, before they die, they're not, they're like, yeah. And, oh,
1: that is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I always thought that if they could, figure, I was when I was reading last night, I was thinking, oh, if they could actually figure out what, it, but they, they've been studying it, they can't figure it out. That's
0: where it's I, most common, right? With but it's Alzheimer's. also weird to
1: go, hey, you look, we know you're dying. Can we hook some electrodes <laughs> to you and then maybe do some testing <laughs> while you're going? Yeah. Out? Hey, family, don't bother. <laughs> no, no, we're just going to put <laughs> some tubes.
3: <laughs> <in. laughs> it is pretty common with Alzheimer's and dementia,
1: those types of things. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Like what? Like I can't even yeah. fathom what part of the brain so it is So
0: you have.
1: Spiritual. So that's what it is it goes that's somewhere what i'm different.
0: thinking hey yeah that, so seriously, you seriously that's what's coming to my head yep. someone who doesn't know who you are where they are for my grandfather passed from dementia Louie body dementia so for depending on mm-hmm. how long it lasts maybe three to five years of yeah. n- being scared and not themselves and not knowing you and then all of the sudden this happens someone is speaking normally knows the people around them mm-hmm. Is having a conversation.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I read Definitely,
0: this. Definitely,
2: that happens.
1: Yeah. Wow! Wow! There was it's a guy. It's
3: cool. It's very cool, actually.
1: A guy stood up and goes, and they were giving him cake. He he was a diabetic, and and they were they'd been they'd be giving him milkshakes, and he 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 was and he was and and someone said, hey uh, hey he's he's got diabetes, and the nurse goes, yeah we're past that now, and she gave him the milkshake, <laughs> uh, and then yeah. and, the, and then the next day or two <laughs> days later. Cause he was kind of non-responsive that he was just kind of, and then two days later they wake up to him being up and they handed him a milkshake. And he goes, I can't have this. I have diabetes. (laughs) Like he was on his, he was on his game. And like, it was like, wait, how do you know you, you don't even know your name. Yeah. Janet, of course I know my name. And and he was like, he was like old, the old dad.
0: So Dr. Terry, you've seen this with Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
3: impactful when it happens. Wow. It's gotta be spiritual
1: got to be something guiding it.
0: I would guess even more impactful with those types of patients. I mean, I could imagine that, how it would be complete. Yeah, be like, what, how do family members react? Like, do you have someone that's like, no, tell us where the money's buried. What's your, what's <laughs> yeah. your bank? We I need the combination. Bank passcode. <laughs> bank passcode, <laughs> people. Yeah, yeah, they're
3: trying to get their deepest <laughs> <laughs> at
0: that point. <laughs> <laughs> who is my real father mom
3: yeah, <laughs> no, did you have an affair with the milkman right exactly
0: i mean guys get your I questions like no get your questions ready now is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah make a list before exactly. it gets close how so. do i mean what have you seen how do you see this unfold and people reacting he, well, they're
3: shocked i mean yeah they, they get they're shocked and they they think that um you know they're their family member
1: has you know, resurrected.
0: They're resurrected.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that word. word.
1: You're, you're,
0: so and I knew where you were going,
1: now. Terry. So and then the
0: people pass away not long after that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, not long I, after that is right. Wow!
1: Again, to the family, it feels like a practical joke. But I, what, I, what I, what I, what I really love about this, and the more I read about it, I, I really love that. It gives you another reason to not be afraid of death because
2: yeah. you're going, yeah.
1: you're stepping into love, man. Everybody says, man. Everybody who came back and and they were saying like they're so peaceful. And some people said, no. I, uh, one guy said, I know where I'm going. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, that's you what know? my grandma said. Yeah,
1: grandma was like that. And and the gra- it, it just it, and that you do this is is that you. I love that you love it. I love that it's not, a, mm-hmm. you know, some people treat it like a job and you treat it like a calling.
3: Oh, I do. Um, in fact, it's funny because I was working uh, family of practice before I g- obtained this position. The family of practice I was doing, I was working one day and I go up to the desk and there's a couple of uh, gals up there. And I said, well, who are these gals? And they said, oh, these gals are from hospice. And I said, hospice. I go, I would love to work hospice. And they said, well, guess what? There's a position open. And I said, are you kidding? So I applied, got the job. I said, this was so God led for me because he knows where my heart is. It's in, it's always been in the hospice. Um, yeah. So I, I feel it's a calling. Yes.
0: So you don't and- seem to be left with the, ho- the, the, sad side of it or the jaded, bitter side of it. Is that correct?
2: No.
3: Um, no. So I have had a couple of patients that I've gotten attached to, really attached to, um, because if they're on for five years, I've seen them every two two months and more frequently in the end, if they need something and I need to go and help, I get attached to certain people. They remind me either of grandma or, you know, aunt or whoever. And, when I get attached it's that's when it's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, then I go back. I have to do some personal work on myself. You know, I'm in therapy. So constantly working on myself, you just have to do it.
0: I, when I was uh, taking care of my mom, she lived for two years and three months after her stage four diagnosis. And, um, it was weird because that became my world chemo every week. So I became friends with the, the chemo people and right, right.
1: they actually transformed chemo. You just be honest. You transformed the whole, it was like, a, it became like people wanted a to party. On. Yeah. On Tuesday, people were like, can I book Tuesday? Cause Ray and her mom Fun. are coming. And they would, they yeah.
0: We that. took snacks. I can see that. I can see that. I take comedy DVDs. Uh, DVDs is already outdated. Yeah. Um, and put a big basket together for people to take DVDs or take snacks. And it was mom, way back in the
1: 2010s. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody we was trying. Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone was trying to book Tuesday at 11 a.m. Um, but it was weird because everyone around me that was in my world in those two plus years was dying. And I, I don't think I could do what you do because it became very overwhelming. At one point, my mom said, I think you have compassion fatigue. Yeah. And I, yeah. And yeah. that's why you're sitting center- it, it's it's a a, there.
1: It's like the emotional X games. You're just full in all the time, man. It's interesting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely can set in for sure
1: uh the word the word I hero think, is think, not too big I think the, the hero the word hero is not too big.
3: no, I like that word
1: yeah <laughs> there you go
2: <laughs>
3: um, but you know my fitness if I didn't have fitness,
0: yeah, I yeah. would be a
3: mess yeah. total mess you know it's so important to me.
0: you are competing yeah. next month are you Yeah, september twenty third bodybuilding um, division
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's a tough division. It's a a
3: show that I decided to do a week ago. (laughs)
0: Wow.
2: Wow.
3: I'm in the process of leading down right now. So very little carbs. um, Chicken and
1: broccoli. Rated two. Rated two. She did the Excalibur twice. Yeah.
0: Serious. Awesome. I, um, I know the value of a tablespoon of. Almond butter. <laughs> I would or like just. Or some
3: nuts, little nuts.
0: Oh, oh, God. I would just stand. And each one you savor right? Yes. Like and savory. Chew, I could have 11 raw almonds and I would stand oh, and actually yeah. bite them off <laughs> and chew a little at a time. <laughs> like I would punch I a baby that. for bread. It was at the end. Oh, when, my
3: gosh. When you, I'm craving ice cream. Heck,
0: oh. bread. I want
3: some ice cream,
0: man. Oh, it's my, it gets more pathetic as it gets closer where you would just oh, do anything for a cashew, but in the oh, beginning, yeah.
1: is this, is this yeah. your first, is this your first one?
3: First show. So when I was 35, yep. I was going to compete and my son, I know this is going off topic, but it kind of it relates. Fine, um, yeah. My son got bacterial meningitis when he was seven and I had three jobs and I was going to compete the day I was posing. I was practicing posing with a gal. Yeah. Found out, they had bacterial meningitis, and he almost died.
2: Wow!
3: And, and so I said, "F this! It's it's just one job and my kids." And that's when I decided, and I haven't. It's been on the back burner since. Well,
1: well the way you look, I'm sure you're gonna kill it. Yeah, kill I think it. It'll be. That's that's well, I awesome. I
0: hope so. I hope so. But yeah. also, line up Cheesecake Factory right after because okay. there will okay. be a run. All right, as the w- as
1: the witness, I have to be. <laughs> I have to give you a warning. So. Ray posed, did it. I think she placed six in that one. And then overall, oh. in it, it's LA too. Then we get in the, she goes, let's go. We get, first of all, she's she's eating peanut butter cups. It was a girl backstage. And so and once it was over, I, by the way, I've never, I, I, here's what I'll say about bodybuilding. I've never seen a room full of naked people be so unsexy in my <laughs> life. It's just like, there's nothing about it that you're like, all right. You're like, okay, that's, that's nice. So we yeah, get in the car, right, we haul right. ass because it's late. We're going to miss Cheesecake Factory. We get to Cheesecake Factory. She orders a sampler plate. And I think you did. You had you a terminal lucidity. I would say <laughs> at one point you were seeing spirits because she was like, Brah! and then she vomited in the parking lot.
0: <laughs> I, I was so oh, no, sick. Did. Oh, Yo, did. Yeah, you did. Oh, you
1: can't no. eat clean like that for three months and then all of a sudden just stuff your body with Cheesecake
0: Factory. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You're, so the our first guest that I told you we had was Dr. Eben Alexander, who wrote Proof of Heaven, and that's what yeah. he had was bacterial meningitis when he went oh. into a coma for a little over a week and went on that right. journey that he wrote right. the book about about heaven. Wow.
3: Yeah. Dakin Dakin was on life support for ten days. Yeah. Wow.
0: At seven. Yeah,
3: so at seven years old. Yeah.
0: <sighs> How did he get it?
3: Um, I think at school.
1: Yeah, it's sure. a Petri dish. It's a Petri dish of nightmare.
3: Petri, send, petri so, dish, yeah. Yeah,
1: you sent little kiss. And I
3: lost a, I lost a baby before that. So I've got, I've got quite a story. I need to write a book. Yes. yes.
0: Can we, I know. I lost know, a
3: baby, yeah.
0: Also off topic, but what did your mother do? Was it your mother or your father?
2: Yeah.
0: She abuse. had, she had. She said worse than killing people. Oh, oh yeah, we're talking, oh, okay,
1: so uh Is it this,
0: something I can stay on air?
1: Yeah, here's what we here's what air. we relate. I So my mom shot and killed her third husband. Uh, my dad got divorced six times. Both were raging alcoholics. I used to fist fight my dad in the kitchen. Go, your turn.
0: Did you, did you say <laughs> oh, she attempted um, to kill people Dad left it? us at four,
3: but it was through, because my mother was psychotic. She- Manic, depressive, schizophrenic.
1: My, my mom, she manic. She
3: abused me and- uh, And my father, stepfather, sexually abused me. It was bad,
0: bad, bad, bad. Did you have siblings? Yep.
3: You did. Yeah. yeah, That's why I'm in therapy to deal with all this stuff. Because right now it's it's been hitting it. It's going through a divorce, so that's my story, you know. Life divorce right now
0: is it. It's interesting with grief. It made me think of it when you said that. Like that with grief, I think over anything, like with how you were treated as a child, grief of losing someone, it is in a roller coaster. And sometimes it Mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere and hits you even worse than the first time through, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't, and and I could see going through a divorce, how that would bring a lot of other pain up, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, just to get
3: dealing with stuff. So you're not attracting toxic people. Right. Because I, there's a reason I'm a, I'm attracted to toxic people. Right. Um. You know, there's a reason, and mm-hmm. I need to fix that.
1: So. Yeah. Well, you don't need to be fixed. By the way, you're pretty damn good. I don't think you need to be fixed. You just need to adjust what Thank you're, you, what you allow <laughs> in your life. There's a special I did called "Love Is Evil," and I have thousands of letters where it's L O V E is evil. Uh-huh. It's on my YouTube channel. Okay. It's all about my divorce right. and well, and, and and meeting okay. somebody great. You'll laugh your ass off. I have thousands of letters where people go, thank you for that. I, I had people say I took the gun out of my mouth when I started watching this. Thank you. My li- wife had left me. Literally, oh my, my, God. my yeah, people. I have thousands, and so and I, you know, I always try to write. You know, being friends with Tony, we all we're all up to something. Right. And so in right, right. Ray Two with right. the story, so Love Is Evil on my YouTube channel, I put it up. it. With, look at it, it aired now. on Comedy Central, but you will honestly have a little glass. You can't have a glass of wine. <laughs> have, you, have your three ounces of chicken and yeah, your broccoli you spear know. or whatever and then watch That's it. Funny. You'll live. <laughs> you'll you'll
0: Guys, this episode today is brought to you by HelloFresh. Yes, yes, our very first advertiser on this podcast. We know and love HelloFresh because oh. of our other podcast. Yep. We have two podcasts. Yes, we do. Um this company... you, have a, you have a podcast i have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so this company if you haven't tried hello fresh yet you have to come out from under that rock because this is life simplification that's what i think of it as and
1: but let's say let's, life let's,
0: cooking education yeah
1: but let's also take the convenience out let's say let's let's go as, convenient as yes. But there's so many things you can buy for food that's convenient. This,
0: yeah, good stunningly
1: good every yeah. time. What yeah. did you just make? You just made something recently that. Oh, my, was,
0: gosh. Those those, those, oh my gosh. Those hamburgers,
1: those those, leaf, those they, guys, there were these leaf, these let leaf, lettuce leaf taco hamburgers. Cheese, oh, my god!
0: Lettuce leaf cheeseburger. Oh, it, <laughs>
1: with, uh, with crispy onions in them.
0: Yeah, it was really stupid.
1: I'm but, actually having a, like, I'm like.
0: <laughs> so if you don't know what HelloFresh is, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes it's delivered right to your door you can go on their website which is i don't recommend doing when you're hungry right um and you can pick your your meals each week or you can let them choose and when they have they chose those lettuce leaf cheeseburger things good holy crap you are never disappointed it teaches you how to cook in a different way i have become a full-time zester because right. of HelloFresh,
1: but it comes with everything you need: all, all the all the uh, seasoning and all the fresh vegetables. Whatever, yep. and it comes comes in it. Gives you a, a a menu. I mean, a, a recipe and or a card. You can actually uh-huh. look it up on your phone, or you have a card. You can yep. you, which we save the cards, by the way.
0: I save the cards because I always am like, I want to make this again. Well, you're a
1: good cook on your own, but like, so so we'll yes. Yeah, so it's you'll,
0: taught me so many things. Oh my gosh! And it's so affordable. You don't have to leave your house. It's delivered to your doorstep. I made um, chicken from HelloFresh for my niece on Sunday night, and. She loved it, and then she referenced another kind of chicken I had made her before, the panko, panko crusted. She said, "I make that all the time." I said, "Well, I learned that from, that's a Hello Fresh recipe that I now make over and over and over at, when I'm visiting my dad or grandma." Loved it, so it teaches you, simplifies your life, you and know? also
1: it's related to our podcast. Uh, if you know we're all going to have people that that are going to get sick, and if you don't want to worry about meals you just have this this it'll show up in bags you'll have meals there in the refrigerator while you're hanging out with the person who's you know whatever's going on with them and uh it'll make your life a little more convenient at yes. a time when you really need it
0: yes it definitely does and those burger lettuce leaf burgers took less than 10 minutes oh. four steps awesome so you got to try this if you haven't tried it yet go to com slash 50 knock dead and use code 50 knock dead for 50% off. So you get half off plus 15% off of the next two months. That's 50 knock them dead. So go to hellofresh.com slash five zero knock E M dead. Use code 50 knock dead for 50% off plus 15% off the next two. It's America's number one meal kit. There's a reason for that.
1: I, I have to say
2: we, I love it.
1: Can we ask you something? So, since you've been around this so much, being being in hospice, what would you like? Well, we we ask this all the time. What do people talk about if you if you uh, at the end? What do they regret? What do they miss? And what do you notice about people dying? Like what's like something we can leave with our listeners and stuff, where they're like, okay, I get it now. Like what? How can they? We're all afraid of this. I'm not anymore. But what what do you what what would be your overall message about being around it?
3: And we're all going to be there someday. Um, you know, we're all going to die. I think we need to celebrate it
2: Amen. instead
3: of fear it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: With good experiences that we can share, you know, like yours, Rachel, that, you know, and, and people seeing their dead relatives. I think if we remember that that's really, we're just going back home. You know, we're going back home. We came from somewhere. We're going back home. Yeah. Um, that okay. is the key. And if it can be peaceful. Well, well, I don't know if you want me to talk about
0: Yeah, I yes. want to get to that because I do have a question about this. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Dr. Terry's dissertation was on improving end of life symptoms. Um, because of my experience, I'm very interested in this with the use of the Mace, of the Macy catheter. And yeah. so can you tell us about the Macy catheter? Mm-hmm.
3: It's a, so basically it's a rectal tube. So, you know, a Foley catheter goes up the, for the urine. This is a rectal tube that goes up the rectum and you, it's so easy, foolproof. Uh, At end of life, let me just back up a little bit. At end of life, a lot of patients will lose the ability to swallow. And what happens with the medications is it's pillow therapy. The pillow's getting all the medication, not the patient. They can't swallow it. They're, they're not absorbing it. Ends up in the lungs. Mm -hmm. And so this rectal catheter goes in inside and then they just give medications through that. It, it avoids the trying to swallow medications. It's instant relief. I mean, the study I did was crazy. Like let's say the patient, uh, patient's pain was eight out of 10, let's say, and 10 is the highest. And then after the catheter, 30 minutes later, we put morphine in whatever else they needed you can give anything through it. Uh, their pain went down to like a zero. So it's so amazing how this thing works.
1: This is a- and. We know this works because of college kids uh, you doing beer bong shots up there. But yeah. we know this works. <laughs> like just the scientific you problems know, so that, that I've heard you, right? about. Yeah. Just the, yeah, just right. the, just you can the... get drunk. You can get drunk <laughs> exactly. without drinking. Or your morphine when you're going down. <laughs> you know,
0: I've, I've seen this uh, Yeah, we did.
1: So Rachel did a research. We'll call it a,
0: res- With a research. With ecstasy yeah. in college. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so I my, didn't do okay. it, but I saw the research oh, oh, being done. We know so much. <laughs> that's, that's I remember <laughs> thinking- <laughs> There is no That's amount funny. of extra fun that is worth that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how efficient do you need it when you're partying? But yeah. maybe by yeah. end of life care, I get it because that is. Oh boy!
3: It becomes it's so cool. It's such a cool device, you guys. I mean, it's it's just so foolproof, and it's easy for caregivers to use. They it's they just inject the medication So much easier than giving stuff by mouth, and they're not even getting it and they're not controlling the symptoms when they're giving it by mouth you're not it's not working uh -uh. and you see an instant instant relief after it's done i will say
0: when somebody is at the very end a lot of our listeners may not know this but um like for example we got a comfort box for my grandma yes and my uncle was reading the Medications and he goes secretions. What is that? And yeah, I was like, yeah. you don't really want to know. But no, no, no. <laughs> we'll talk about it when that time comes. T- rattle. It's called the death rattle. The death rattle, called. which my mom had for almost a week. Mm. Um, Grandma had it. with mm. that day,
1: the, It was interesting. I, it, it scared me. It scared me at first, and then I, I was sitting there playing guitar, and then I, I saw, I, I got, at my computer. Grandma was in the chair, night and I was like, I looked it up, and they said that people don't they don't feel anything.
3: They do not. It's more distressing to the caregivers okay, than, than yourself than her. Yes,
0: grandma's yes. was quiet and mild. My mom's became this very animalistic sound, mm-hmm. high pitched mm-hmm. purring mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but grandma's was very quiet. So um, I I had started giving her um, you know the sublingual morphine and things like that, but you can still tell. That people are agitated, that, you know, I'm giving her everything liquid by mouth, but there's still agitation in the hands and in in the brow, you know. And so this is interesting because this would this catheter get rid of that. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. It totally does. You guys, it's amazing. What's it called? And you know what else is good about it is the hospital stays go down like because at the end of life, sometimes you can't control symptoms at home. Right. With, you know, with the medications they have, we can keep them at home. And that's where people want to die. They want to
2: die at home. They don't want
1: yes. to die Yeah, amen. Um, what's interesting is that you'd think just, you don't even do a study on it. I mean, just your system's shutting down and you, you so, which means if you put it in your mouth, it has to go to your, go down your throat, then it's getting your stomach, then it has to be absorbed and your system's shutting down anyway, then your body has to process it. You just go right to the right. backside. Boom. This
0: I, is right, goes into the mucous membranes.
1: There you go.
0: I just know. Right into the
3: mucous membrane.
0: I'll be at the end of life, and you'll be trying to put something up the back door, and I'll be like, well, this figure." And I'll be be
1: coaching him. I held him off this long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're hanging out with Tony right now.
1: It's like hanging out with Tony all of a sudden.
0: (laughs) So the hospice nurse would come in and insert this. You guys don't have to do this. How did this come about?
3: Oh, how did the catheter get the developed?
0: macy catheter and why are why is yeah. everybody using it
3: good question um, so it's it's actually awareness and there's a lot of fear around it because i don't i don't want anything up my rectum are you right. serious right. no way so it's it's a fear thing and so it, uh, part of my study was to introduce the catheter early like on, on admission i had cards i had everything it was, it was a huge study and um and then if I introduced it early, they had a chance to answer questions, and then when it got brought up towards the end of life, they were way more accepting of it. But um, yeah, I, it's, it
1: makes it's very, sense to me. It makes sense to me. I mean, again, your system's not working anyway, so go in direct.
0: I get it, but it, I, I it is hard to
1: think about. No, nope. <laughs> right,
3: right. <laughs> nope. 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 I know.
1: Put something in yeah, my but butt. It's, Let's go. It's,
3: and they are. They don't feel it. They don't feel it. Right. You know, it's, right. I think it's more caregiver and, and family issues than the
1: patient. Honestly, yeah, it's
0: not like a shop. <laughs> it's not like it's a very like a medical, medical nice
1: theory. thing. It's, it's not
0: like. how give yeah. me, give me a diameter. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like, I don't
3: know if you can see that. Okay. Well, that's like kind
0: that. of a shop. It's, back tiny.
3: Hose. That's it's <laughs> tiny. And then you have to blow up this, this huge balloon to keep it in.
0: Oh, my God. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: they, then they bring the, the compressor in. Yeah. But it works. No, it's medical. It's a small... pop
0: the balloon.
2: It just... <laughs> Where's
1: Tony? We need Tony right yeah. now. Um,
0: I would think you guys were just messing with me at that point. I'd be like, really? <laughs> really? I'll take a little yeah. suffering. Just stay away from my butt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> But Brad Macy was a nurse that developed it, and um, he used a Foley catheter in the beginning, and he said, oh my gosh, this works. Let's yeah. develop a rectal catheter. It really makes and sense. Total sense. I mean, they're even using it in ERs for um, hydration, like when someone comes in in shock, oh, right? and you can't get an IV in them. They'll put a rectal catheter in to get them hydrated.
0: So um, It's it used
3: is more in the hospice.
0: All over, it's used?
3: Yeah, it's starting to get more used. Uh, it's just the awareness of it.
1: Well, now it's the, the good news for me is I don't have to feel shame anymore. Now I have a reason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know what we're talking about. That joke's about.
1: dedicated
0: to Tony Rachel,
3: Orton. That was the look that could kill. <laughs> like, okay. We
0: could take that local way. Back. <laughs> That's that was why I made that face because I went. I had one meaning, and then I was like, "Oh, can, oh. Okay. Which way do we take that? Oh, uh, uh,
2: this is our knowing this,
0: him the worst way. This is my favorite podcast okay. so
2: far. This is my favorite part. <laughs>
0: the one about butt stuff.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it's interesting that you, something that really hit me was when you said you f- that a lot of times this terminal lucidity is related to unfinished business. You know, how interesting, I guess, first of all, you know, try and, like you said, do your business well, you're that is your business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay clean with people as much as possible. I said, t- I told this last episode, my mom had my brother come get me, but she didn't pull the fake a Uh She, I came back and she was not able to speak anymore. Her jaw had released and her eyes had already started fixing and, uh, mm-hmm. She came alive and, and it really had to fight to, to get the words out to say best friend. And then I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning. It was still going on. She was chattery, but not able to form words, but communicated that she was for breakfast And my sister started making eggs and I was like, she's not going to be able to eat. She wasn't able to eat, but she was kind of like in the zone again with us, you know, like we were having fellowship and hanging out and she was happier, you know, and it was, it's very Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. So her unfinished business was letting, I took from that when she said it, that she couldn't say a lot of words, but she was trying to tell me that it was all worth it, that it was all Because mm. we had had two and a half years of roller coaster, up and down, horror, hospital, joy, happiness, fun, travel, you know, all of. I just felt like she was letting me know how much it meant to her, you know, that's but what guess, business, beautiful.
1: But that's wasn't it, Is So people, when this is going on in your life and you're and, and, and you make sure, uh, Terry, that you but it, don't some people get like I, I can also see now us telling people that this is close to the end uh when it happens when, if if you're lucky enough to have the person come awake again and be be energetic and recognize everybody enjoy it don't be scared of the death part because the death part as we as as service that people are seeing people and they're going to a, to a better place and, and i I think this is one of the things we want to get across: is that you sh- you don't need. To- I'm a huge Prince fan. Prince had so many songs, so many lyrics in his songs, that yeah. he was like he wasn't yeah. afraid, and and uh, and so just just take that with you that you know it's going to be okay. Watching Grandma go, I remember thinking, man, okay, okay, if this is what it is. Okay, it was beautiful, kind of mm-hmm. in a weird, you
2: know. Mm-hmm. I
0: mm-hmm. thought hers happened a couple weeks prior. Is that possible? uh, The rally, have you seen that? Yeah,
3: yep, totally. Okay,
0: she Mm -hmm. had been told that she was going and she had become more and more quiet and more, you know, starting to separate from the world. Not able to watch TV, not able to read a book anymore, have conversation. And all she wanted was for him to come. And so he came and we played cards and she was herself. She was able to focus. She was winning at cards.
1: I thought... Because I showed up that day and we played card that night. If, and I thought she was like, I didn't I didn't realize that two days earlier, she was bedridden and Im, Im, yeah. Im, immovable pretty much. And she was up at the ta- kitchen table playing cards with us. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. She's she, all right, she's got some time left. And Ray was like, no, that's no. She
0: has not been like that.
1: Yeah. So enjoy yeah. it. I did, I really did.
0: Any advice?
3: And I think part of that too, is that there, it's, it's a time to enjoy that one last time you
0: know yeah perfect In, any advice yeah. so
3: good job for you Titus good job for
0: you <laughs> based on what you've seen i just want to know any advice for people um that are, before they get there
3: like like a like a person that's dying yeah well i think we mentioned it earlier take care of your affairs
0: <laughs> yeah
1: clean it up man clean it clean guys clean
2: up clean up
1: the thing with my and here here's why it's not f- it's not for them as much as it is, yes, they'll be happier. It's for you. Here's why. My father, when he passed, um, him and I had become best friends. Now we used to, we used to fist fight in the kitchen, it was, it was bad. But over the years I'd, I'd, I'd recognized that without him being who he was, I mean, I'm a stand-up comedian. I, I'm not afraid of anything because of this man. And I, I really kind of switched my whole view of it. So him and I were tight, we were so tight. So when he died, I had zero regrets except I was sad that he was gone and there's other members, my brother there's some f- people in my family that didn't didn't get a chance to to do that, and they carry it with them still yeah. and this happened yeah. in two thousand and one, yeah. and they still to this day I can bring up my dad and, they will. and, and they'll they will. and they'll break and I'm like so yeah. guys, for you, everybody in your life and and by the way, all this other crap that's going on uh politics, whatever you're arguing about none of it matters none of it matters no. uh, we had our no. death duel on and he said the one thing people say is i wish i the one thing almost everybody says i wish i had spent more time with my family i wish i had not worked as hard you know right. everybody says exactly. that exactly so clean it up people right yeah. terry yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're like we've become Great. the the Tony Robbins of death By the podcasts. Way, it's
1: very impossible that you're that you're sixty. It's impossible. Yes, I'm, 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 we're watching you, uh, and and this is a this is an OLED screen. This is a high definition screen. Yeah,
0: it's
3: yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh.
1: You're amazing. No, I
3: uh, I think it's exercise.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
3: It's it's and eating healthy, and I've never smoked, never
0: drank, all that stuff. It's all good. Oh Well, there you go. Well, I just ruined
1: wow. our day. Thanks for that.
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't smoke. Okay, yeah, I, don't don't smoke. Smoke. Oh. I don't smoke. I oh. don't oh,
1: darn it! We there are, we go. That
0: was my goal today to ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right.
1: I only drink through a catheter. Uh, you only drink
2: through
0: a catheter.
1: Yeah, so I don't exactly. want. To, I don't want my teeth to turn red blue, blue from the a one. A Macy right catheter. The, yeah, to Macy catheter. Exact. Exactly. Macy uh, catheter.
0: Yep. Doctor Terry, thank you. I'll so bring much. you one. No, no. <laughs> that's all
1: right we don't need it yet we're good just thank you though <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might <may> need it <laughs> I'm afraid he'll want to practice by the way me. this is
1: uh, we've done the show Come, we've had great episodes this was my favorite uh, thank you so much for making yeah, it fun really, well, I and appreciate that informative. it's been
3: fun yeah. I was nervous to tell you the truth because
0: I have never been on a podcast so I feel honored to be on your podcast we
1: will let you know when it's out okay kid
0: and I want to know please oh, stay in I'd... touch of I want to hear how the competition yes, goes yes we both
1: want to hear how the competition goes
3: Okay, I'll let you
0: guys
1: know. You got one of the I best coaches. I video it?
0: of it and I'll send it.
1: Are you being coached by Mr. Horton?
3: No, no. Um, really? My cousin actually, Swede, uh, he d- has done some, you know, prepping people for contests. There's a gal in Virginia I'm working with. No, I don't think Tony does this no, kind of stuff. No, she had,
1: she had Kimoto, it's a specific, it's a definite sp- specific skill.
0: And just remember yeah, yeah. when you use Bikini Bite to make the suit stick right where you want it to stick, you may not know uh, about Bikini Bite yet. Um, no, It's what holds I do that not. suit in place over your butt crack. Um, just remember that it also attracts other things because it's sticky, like a running sock. I'll just say... A running sock? I walked on stage <laughs> for the morning <laughs> posing with a little booty sock <laughs> attached to my right butt cheek. And as I was walking out, the girl behind me goes oh my God, and grabs me and like rips it off. And I became hysterical. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, but they, those girls were not, they did not think it was funny. They thought it was very embarrassing.
3: Yes. And Oh my gosh, I have a sense of humor. <laughs> so
0: please remember Bikini Bite attracts lots of things. Okay, all right. <laughs> Thank thanks, you Terry, so you're much. Awesome. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks guys. Bye. You guys are great. You
1: too, baby.